Welcome back to one of the newest sports podcasts out there, After the Buzzer. I'm Jackson. I got David here with me again today. What's going on again? Uh, so, a lot like the last couple of weeks, well, and can't be here. Oh, my God. This guy is super busy. Apparently, I don't really know what he's doing. Apparently. Uh, you know, i got to study for a big test. Yeah. This guy hasn't taken a big test in four years, so... That's totally true. Um, or studied in four years for that matter. Um, we got a full docket for you here today. A lot of interesting stuff um, that we're going to talk about. Uh, and start it off, we're going to have the NBA. And the first talking point with the NBA is going to be the Toronto Raptors. After winning the championship last year, losing Kawhi, who was the finals MVP, uh, they are now one of the top teams in the league. With Siakam and those boys, they are getting it done without their top player, one of the top players of the entire league last year. David, what do you have to say about this team, and are they for real? You know, to be honest, I think uh, they are for real. You know, seven-game one streak uh, kind of speaks for itself. But... Uh, especially, I want to touch on uh, uh, last night's meeting between Salt Lake City and Toronto. At one point, at halftime, the Raptors were up by 40 points. 40 points to the Utah Jazz, who yep. are a top team in, what, the Jazz are 12-8, and eight, and they're top five in the Western Conference. Uh, actually, they're six, but yeah, they're, they're definitely up there. Yeah, so, I mean, showing what they can do against the top-tier team with all the talent that Salt Lake City has, uh, it just shows that, you know, they are for real. And uh, I think they'll they'll keep it that way, and it's uh, going to be fun to watch uh, what they can do. Definitely. Uh, here's one of the big questions. Do you think that they can repeat the title? We've seen what they can do. We've seen what other teams can do in the league this year. Um, obviously the Lakers are looking very good, uh, with LeBron and, um, you know, just the whole team. The yeah, the whole are, team, along yeah. with the Bucks, um, the Miami Heat aren't doing too bad this year. The Denver Nuggets, the Clippers, they're all, it's all, it's very early, but they're all in the race. Do you think that the Raptors can repeat the title after losing arguably one of the top players in the NBA? You know, I see the possibility. Uh, it's definitely not too far-fetched. But, you know, just looking at the talent compared to Milwaukee, compared to even Miami uh, and Boston. Yep. And you look at all the talent on Los Angeles and the Nuggets and the Clippers, all those top teams, and maybe even the Mavericks. Uh, you know, at this point, it's too early to tell uh, right now, but... You know, as we get later in the season, we'll start seeing uh, how they really are yeah. and how, how other teams are going to end up, uh, you know, looking late in the playoff picture. Yep. At this point in the NBA, really uh, too early for to tell for a lot of things. Um, some guys can just be in hot streaks, other guys on cold streaks. Anything can really happen in the upcoming weeks. So definitely we'll be talking about that for uh, episodes to come. And uh, definitely be tuning in for those games. Um, Luca has gone 30-10-10 in November. David, what do you got to say about him? You know, Luka Doncic, he's, only, he's a second-year player on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, going 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists average in the month of November. Uh, you know, it's... The best that we've seen in a while, uh, when you're, in regards to a second-year player, uh, you know it's just been unbelievable to watch him play and play amongst some of the greats and play uh, against you know guarding some of the great players. Uh, you know, for one is LeBron James. Definitely. Uh, he had a great game. He stopped the Lakers' ten-game winning streak uh, last night, I believe. Yep. Uh, that was a pretty big game for them. 
and uh you know he's really fun to watch uh exciting to watch and uh you know a great he has a great potential uh coming in to you know just him just being a second year player yeah he's definitely improved a lot since last year um do you think here's a question I want you to ask the Dallas Mavericks are in fourth place in the Western Conference. They're tied with the Rockets, but they do have um, some advantages putting them over them. Do you think that he is not necessarily the sole reason why? Because obviously not one person can carry a team. We saw that last year with LeBron and the Lakers. Um, But do you think that he is probably the biggest factor that is helping them get to that position? Uh, Biggest factor, I'm assuming you mean by like... Uh, best player. Yeah. And that, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, he has great uh, players around him, such as, you know, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, uh, another, uh, I guess you would say young uh, talent. Uh, you got Boban Marjanovic, the huge center, like a seven-foot center. He's uh, pretty great, too. Uh, DeLon Wright, Justin Jackson, uh, you know, pretty much uh not it's not just Luca uh that's carrying the team. I would say he definitely has like f- another good four or five players that surround him. Okay, I I can respect that. Um and then going into the MVP race again, like we said, it's really too early to tell for anything like that. But right now, it looks like LeBron who has had more assists than he ever has uh Averaging this season, what is it, 11? I believe 11 assists, he's yeah. averaging 11 assists. Uh, it does help that he has Anthony Davis with him, but um, you know, anybody who gets 11 assists at any level with any player is, you know, it's something to look at. And Giannis, again, after winning it last year, he uh, he's looking like he can go for back to back MVP titles. Who do you think, besides those two, and if you want to touch on those two, you can, but who do you think also could be winning the MVP? Oh, uh, yeah, Giannis and LeBron, like you said, they've been dominating. They're great. Uh, you know, Giannis going 30, uh, 13, and 6. Uh, you know, LeBron having averaging 11 assists, pretty amazing to see that, uh, with LeBron being so late in his career. Yep. But, uh, you know, I also want to touch on uh, uh, Kemba Walker. Okay. Averaging 22 points. Uh, you know, only four rebounds and four assists, but... Still, uh, you know, he's been the by far the best player on the Boston Celtics, and uh, if not one the one of the top three players in the Eastern Conference, uh, I can def- definitely say that. Uh, I'm also going to touch on uh, Pascal Siakam, okay, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know, he's looking like, uh, you know, uh, from he could go from most improved player to uh MVP most valuable uh you know just see all the all the great things he's doing for Toronto since uh Kawhi left you know he's kind of filled that gap yep that you could say uh and you know, not he's... I don't know I don't want to cut you off here but we touched on how um Luca might be the best player on that on the uh Dallas Mavericks team and you you know, made some very strong arguments on why he's not. There are other good players. Do you think that Siakam is the best player on the Raptors and he's why they're doing so good? Uh, you know, he's definitely played a big part in the Raptors' success because uh, all the good things he's doing, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's not just him. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing uh, with them winning the championship. It's not just Kawhi that allows them to win the championship. It's It can't be just one player. They have Kyle Lowry. Definitely. And, uh, they have, you know, Serge Ibaka, same, uh, doing great again. Marcus yep. Sol. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all I got to say, you know. They got all those uh, returning stars that uh, yeah. should be. Basically, what we're trying to get at is that you can't win, you know, 15 games with one player or something like that. It's You really can't do it, especially in the game of basketball. It's a very uh, team-oriented sport. 
So um, obviously none of these guys are going to do it alone. We don't want to give off that kind of thing where we think, oh, one guy is going to carry a team because that really can't happen. Um, shifting topics here, uh, we're going to go to the NCAA basketball, some big stuff. The rankings came out earlier today. One of the biggest stories in that is Michigan went from unranked to number four, which tied for the uh, highest debut by any team, which is also going to number four. David, what do you think about this Michigan team after going unranked, winning the battle for Atlantis, and then coming out number four? I think it's unbelievable. I mean, I feel they were kind of, in a way, disrespected by... You know, the preseason polls and, you know, the week before that, I think there was another uh, round of rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they they clearly showed it in the preseason with their with their team and with uh, how how dominant they've been, how they just uh, dominated uh, all their team, all the opponents, you know, they played. Uh, also want to talk about uh, a Duke falling uh, a good number of spots. Uh, they fell to number ten. Um, yes, yeah, they, they yeah, went. They fell, they fell nine spots. Uh, Would they go from number one to ten? Number one to number ten. Yep, nine spots. That that's go. that's tough for a Duke team. They're usually pretty good. Coach K obviously probably not very happy with that. What do you think? And if you want to talk about more about the drop and everything, but what you can. But what do you think about Duke? What do they have to do to get re- retain that number one spot? I think uh, they'll have to just uh, you know realize that okay they have one loss, but they just gotta you know keep doing what they what they were doing you know uh, last year. I know they don't have uh, the same roster. Obviously uh, not. Obviously, but, you know, they still have some great players. Uh, Trey Jones. Yep. You know, a great uh, great play- returning player. You know, he has experience. He can really do a lot for that team. Uh, also want to talk about the Big Ten ACC Challenge coming up. Uh, should be pretty fun to watch. You know, we'll, we'll look at Definitely. some of the matchups. Uh, so, uh, first matchup uh, we're going to talk about is uh, Purdue versus Virginia. Virginia is ranked number 5th in the country. Okay. And it is a rematch of the of last year's March Madness Elite 8 matchup. Uh uh Nogel Eastern for Purdue, uh one of the top players in the country in right the now country. to watch. Yep. Also, uh you got a lot of stars from Virginia. You talk about uh Diakite, the Dominating forward, that matchup would be pretty fun to watch. Fun to watch, yep. We're also uh, going to see Duke and Michigan State, number 10 and 11, uh, battle it out. It's also the rematch of the Elite Eight, uh, again, from last year. Uh, we all know Michigan State won uh, yep. the big, I, I guess you could call it upset. Uh, you look at Cassius Winston, the return. Uh, yeah. That should be pretty fun to watch. Yep. Um, going on, there are how many games are there? Looks like 14, 14 uh, big the ACC Challenge games, right? Yep. Going, yeah, you don't have to talk about all of them, but some of the big ones, like you said, Virginia, Purdue, um, and then these other ones. What? Talk about some matchups and then pick a, what, pick a team that you think is going to win. Out of these games. Start out with Virginia and Purdue. Virginia and Purdue. I think uh, Purdue... I, th- I know I'm a... Uh, you probably know I'm a Purdue fan, but I think they can come up with the upset. Uh, they really want this win. Uh, definitely. Be- the Elite Eight matchup, you know, uh, they really want this win. Um... They, I'm going to stop you right there. I think you're completely wrong. Virginia, are you... David, this is the Virginia team that we're talking about that has gone so far. I mean, come on. Against Purdue, I know... David, 
Go ahead. I need I need a minute here. Go ahead. Really? Okay. So I'm just gonna talk about so Purdue going they're three and two right now. Virginia obviously won the national championship last year. Props to them. You know, great great job. Job well done. We're moving on. Now, do they have all those all all their stars coming back? No. Do they have it's it's just a totally different team. I you know, not totally, but you know, you you know what I'm trying to get at. It's, I, yep, it's I, a different it's a different team, it's a different energy. They I know they're number five, but you know, it's early in the season. They've only played six games. Haven't lost, but um I still think Purdue can come up with the upset. They almost had the upset in the uh, Elite Eight. They have most of the same roster coming back for Purdue, and I just I see the upset. All right, time for time for it, it to get real in here, David. Virginia won last year, and they obviously they didn't. They don't have the same players they did last year. But they have the mindset that they can do it again. And I think that a big matchup like this against... I'm not going to go after Purdue here. I recognize them for being a good team. But they're no Duke. They're no Michigan State. They're no Michigan. I mean, Purdue against a Virginia team that has the mindset of going into the year saying, we won the championship last year. Let's do it again with guys like Braxton Key, Jay Huff, all these boys out here. I think that they're going to pull through against Purdue and take the W. Okay, well, that's that's your opinion. <laughs> and I'm just, it's, they've, I'm going to, to be honest with you, Virginia has had a pretty, pretty easy schedule so far in the year. The only, you know, decent team they've played is Syracuse. Their other wins have been against James Madison, Columbia, Vermont, UMass, Arizona State, and Maine. All those have been by... There was a couple close games. Um, The Vermont game was pretty close, as well as the Arizona State game. So they haven't They've had a fairly easy schedule coming into this game. And I'm not saying that Purdue is is a Duke or is as good as a Michigan State. But Purdue definitely has... They've had some big upsets in the past. They've surprised people in the past. They have uh, the returning roster, most of the returning roster from last year. And they just... it's It seems like... They're the team most likely to upset this hot Virginia team. Another great matchup here. Uh, Louisville and Michigan. Um, uh, that's good. That's going to be a good one to watch. David Ward, what do you want to say about that? I think it will be a very fun game to watch. Uh, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go Michigan since they're so hot right now coming, coming off that one from the tournament. Yep. And then, just uh, the great, just the great chemistry that they have, and uh, you know, just the the great. They do have great players yeah, too. Yeah, great players. It's, um, it's they're just, definitely yeah. hot coming off the tournament win. They are going against a tough Louisville team, but I think that the combination of the big center John Teske and. Um, some shooters that they have can't be disrespected. I think they've got a great scheme. And I think I also got to go with, you, with Michigan here uh, like you did. And I think that if they can beat Louisville, I think that they could be ranked top two. They can move up. I think it's definitely possible. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, they would need some other teams to lose as well if they want to go top two. Yep. But if they come out with that win, I see them going in at, if, at least top three. Yep. Also want to uh, talk about uh, another good matchup uh, coming in next this week. Uh, 
Ohio State and North Carolina, both teams uh, looking pretty hot right now. Yep. Uh, Ohio State, uh, you know, they're uh, pretty sure they're undefeated. You know, they're number six in the country, and they're just uh, doing great things right now. And uh going to be a fun game to watch. Definitely. Um I'm going to go with OSU and that's just that's simply because of the team that they've got built and I think that even though North Carolina's tough, OSU is going to come out with the win here. Yep. Moving on, um this just in earlier uh today the Reds, Cincinnati Reds, signed Mike Moustakis to a four-year, $64 million deal. Uh, this was one of the biggest deals for Mike Moustakis in his free agent career from going from the Kansas City Royals, and then he played with the Milwaukee Brewers uh, last season. He had a two fifty-four batting average with 35 homers, 87 RBIs, and an a slugging of 116 and an OPS of 845. So this is a power slugger that the Reds can use. Myself being a Reds fan, I think that this can propel them into the NL Central and win the NL Central. And I'll tell you why right here. The Cincinnati Reds have so much talent built up in their system with guys like Eugenio Suarez finished second to Pete Alonso in the NL home run race with 49 homers. Uh, they've got Nick Senzel in center. He's one of the newest, brightest stars coming up in the MLB. They've got R.S.D. Zacchino, who went on that tear last year with the 14 homers in one month. He's definitely going to be a um, a threat for pitchers. And then they have Tyler Stevenson, the number seven overall pick. Or, no, excuse me, one of the – he's a number seven ranked prospect by MLB Pipeline. Um, so – He's, if they can bring him up this year, he'll definitely help out heading and catching-wise. They have a great starting rotation with Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Trevor Bauer. And I think that with the addition of Moustakis, it solves the problem they need with the second baseman. And then I believe all they need is a shortstop and maybe one or two guys in the bullpen because their bullpen is pretty solid, but they did have they did struggle last year. So maybe one or two guys to help stabilize the pen, and then a shortstop. I, I'm thinking Francisco Lindor. I know it would be a big deal. He wouldn't have to leave Ohio, though. He, he, would, he could stay in – he could stay. If he has a pet house in, in Cleveland, he won't have to go that far to Cincinnati. Uh, um, I think that he'll, he'll take big money and a big trade. But I think that if the Reds can bring him in, they definitely can win the NL Central – and even if they don't get to bring a guy like him in, there are other great free agents out there, like Didi Gregorius is one that has been amidst trade talks, or not, excuse me, uh, free agent talks with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and I, I think that this Reds team has a lot of talent, like I said, and they've they, they made the free agent sign of Moustakis, and I think that this is what can help them to win the NL Central. I know, David, you're a Cubs fan. You probably don't like that. Uh, what do you what do you guys think about that? I'm going to completely... Disagree with you there. Sure, you know, the Reds have some some good moves coming up. You know, Moustakis is a great move, I think, for them. But will he propel the team in the way that they really uh, want him to? I don't think so. I think that uh, there's better teams in that division. You look at the Cubs, who still have their all their returning players, at least for this year, and they have you have the Brewers, who still have Christian Yelich. Don't forget that, uh, uh, great player, definitely uh, all star. But you you look at the and Reds, the, and the Cardinals. They they the did Cardinals, make the, the they, Cardinals. Yeah, they made the they playoffs. did make the postseason. Yeah. They they have some good players too. They have they have some good. They're a good team. But I just I don't see it with Cincinnati. I'd let it uh, develop a couple years. Let that team develop a couple years. Let the division. I've been waiting for years, just, David. I've been waiting for years. They're still rebuilding to me. Maybe give it 
two or three years, maybe what you're saying will come to reality. But to right now, again, for a lot of sports right now, it's too early to tell how they're going to do, what moves they're going to make. Because okay. you talk about Lindor could go anywhere right now. There's a lot of teams that are on the market for a great shortstop, and he could go pretty much anywhere. But I, st- I just don't see it with Cincinnati. Okay. Um, thanks for your insight there, Dave, even though it wasn't really what, I was, lo- what I was looking to hear. Um, another topic here, the NFL. Yeah. Big games. The we are filming. We are doing this podcast uh, Monday night, so we have not seen the Monday night game between the Seahawks and the Vikings. So we're not. We're not. We're disregarding that. But by a big game Sunday night, uh, Patriots lost. Uh, Baltimore beat the Forty ers So that's definitely a big win for them. And Houston, like we said, beat the Patriots. David, what do you think about the AFC East with the Bills being nine and three, Patriots being ten and two? Do you think that the Bills could win the AFC East with the Patriots offense looking destroyed? Not okay. I don't want to say destroyed, but looking broken. You're definitely right on that. The Patriots offense is looking abnormal to their regular. Now, do the Bills have a chance to win the AFC East? Yes. They have, uh, I would give it a 50% chance to win the AFC East. They, they would have to go, I think, 3-1 and one in the next four games. They would definitely have to upset um, Baltimore uh, next week. They would definitely have to beat New England, obviously, if they want to take control of that. And they would need uh, also the Patriots to lose to Kansas City next week. You know, that's a big game coming up. Yep. I I just, I see it uh, pretty, pro- it's pretty possible. Uh, I think next week it could be tied if the Bills win and the Patriots lose. It'll definitely be tied. And going from there, I think the Bills, if not, if they don't win out the division, they will definitely get... A playoff spot. Definitely for the playoff spot. Um, I think it'd be tough, you know, going to the playoffs. Obviously, winning the division is what you want as a team. But, um, you know, wild card spot makes it just a little bit harder. So, with the Patriots lost, what does this say for Houston? I mean, they've been pretty solid all year. And I know you said to me earlier, you said Deshaun Watson is looking like an MVP candidate. Why are you saying that? Now, necessarily, I'm not going to say he is a top five MVP candidate because he's not. I'm just going to get that out of the way. But in his last four games, he's played like an MVP. He has thrown for uh, just a great amount of yards. He's had so many... He had two hundred. He, he had two hundred thirty four yeah. against the Patriots, two hundred ninety eight against the Colts, one hundred sixty nine against the Ravens, and so far this year he's had three thousand one hundred thirty three with a completion percentage of sixty nine, twenty three TD twenty three TDs to seven interceptions and a QBR of one hundred five. You're saying these are MVP numbers, David? Right. You know that's that is combined. Is that combined with the whole season? Yes, whole that, that, season? Was, those were, that was whole season numbers. That is, uh, you know, he had, his first couple of games were kind of shaky. But especially against last night's win versus the Patriots, I see, I see definitely uh, MVP, an, an MVP caliber player for, for, that, for that span of games, at least. Uh, he has... Plenty of help around him too, you know. There's uh, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins, excuse me, the best receiver uh, in my my eyes, the best receiver in the, the AFC. And the if AFC, not the, if not the NFL, then the AFC. Okay. He's averaging ten yards a catch. You know, it's I, crazy. I, I can understand that personally. I I still don't see 
Watson, like you said, I got to take into account the whole, um, all the games. He wasn't, you know, as good as a guy like Russell Wilson uh, or Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I think right now the front runner is Lamar, and I think that if he doesn't get injured and if he does what he's done the past, uh, the entire, his entire uh, season, if he does that for the last four games, I think he guarantees the win because I don't think unless Russell Wilson tonight goes for five TDs and 500 yards, I mean, I think that he basically has it. He has it there for him. It's it's his award to lose. Definitely. You're definitely right on that. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Lamar Jackson, uh, best player in the NFL right now. MVP. All the awards definitely go to him. <laughs> yeah. He could even, you know, he's he's a top... Top 15 running back in the NFL. He's, he's rushed for more yards than half the league's running backs. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. He's definitely a force, and it's tough for teams to stop him. Another big event happening. The New York Jets are the first team to lose the two 0-7 teams or less teams in one season, which happened with the Bengals last week. Or yesterday, pardon me, they were 0-11, and then the Dolphins were 0-7 a couple weeks ago. What does this tell you about the Jets, who had some promising wins? They beat the Cowboys, uh, but then they go and do this. What does this tell you about the Jets, David? It tells me that... I I just think they've given up, to be honest. Yeah. I think they've given up. They Going into that game, they definitely weren't going to win out the division with the Patriots and the Bills leading it. They're definitely not even in contention for a playoff spot. They have no point in the rest of the season. And you think I they're feel, seeing that now? I th- definitely think they're seeing that now with the loss to the Bengals, with the Bengals having a backup quarterback in. Um, definitely. And they almost lost to the Giants, who, if aren't worse than the Jets themselves, their only really notable wins was that 30.1 against the Raiders and... That went obviously the win against the Jets or excuse me Cowboys. Yep, I think I agree with you there. I think the season is scrapped. They got to. I think they got to go for another first round pick. Um, so it, that's a tough, definitely a tough loss for them. Um, and I think that it definitely opens up things for other teams like the Bills, like. If they realize that the Jets team is done for the rest of the year, I think that they can go into the final matchup of the season for them confident because they do play the Jets in the last game of the season for them, in the regular season at least. Um, and I think that they can go into that game confident, and it definitely helps uh, a team like the Bills who are fighting for that playoff spot. Oh, definitely, definitely. Another big talking point in the NFL this week the rivalry between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. There was, as we discussed in an earlier podcast, Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. There are plenty of t-shirts made about the incident. Freddie Kitchens was seen or was spotted with a, he was in a picture with the t-shirts that Pittsburgh started it. Guys were coming into games like from the Steelers had shirts free pouncy, um, just different things. Personally, I think it's childish. I think that you have to grow up. It's the NFL. Things happen. Um, I understand that hitting a guy in the helmet or doing whatever you did is definitely not acceptable by any means. But I think that it definitely is not something you want to be known for if you're Freddie Kitchens, who you've already had a bad season. And I I was listening to the Will Kane show earlier, so... um. He 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 pointed out something that I really liked, and that was that Pittsburgh has had everything taken away from them, and the Browns have had everything given to them. I mean, if you think about it, the Browns have gotten Jarvis Landry from a trade 12 seasons ago. First overall pick, Baker Mayfield. OBJ this offseason. Miles Garrett, they got they, from the draft a couple of years ago. They've gotten uh, some defenders. Uh, they have just stuff. They've, everything's been handed to them on a, on a plate saying, here you go, 
Browns. You've been terrible for years and years. Here you go. Get some wins. You have the talent to possibly win the division. But they can't do it. You look at the Steelers, though. Mike Tomlin has had Antonio Brown, who on the field is one of the greatest wide receivers. I would put him up there for top wide receiver in the NFL just on the field, not looking at the locker room. On the field, he has the highest skill rate for the NFL. Um, you look at Lev Bell was traded when he didn't play, and then also James Conner, the running back, is just a, uh, a filtering door. They have no idea who's starting each week. You know, is it James Conner? Is it Jalen Samuels? Is it Benny Snell Jr.? I mean, that stuff is difficult. Juju Smith-Schuster is injured. I mean, they have had everything taken away. They're starting Devlin Duck Hodges, a third-string quarterback, in a big game, and yet they win. So, David, I kind of went off a little bit there, and uh, I don't want to take any credit for that. I was listening to Will Kane. He pointed out for me. So thank you to him. Um, make sure to check him out, the Will Kane Show on ESPN Radio. Um, but this is definitely something that I can agree with, and I want to know your viewpoint on this. I am going to agree with you there again. But, you know, you're right. Because Pittsburgh, you look at it, they've had... Their whole team has been just... You don't know who's going to start. Yep. You don't know what's going to happen. It's game time decision. And they still... I didn't mention Ben Roethlisberger, a multiple Super Bowl winning quarterback, out for the season. I mean... It's just go, go ahead, go ahead. That's, yeah, another another big talking point. Ben Roethlisberger out. They still have managed to get second place in their division. Of you know, obviously behind Baltimore, who's definitely going to win that division. Yep, no question. Anyway, you look at yeah, you look at James Conner. You look at Delvin Hodges. Yeah. Really, no one knew who he was until uh, he started last week. Yep. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling for me to think about that, you know. Um, and I say that Freddie Kitchens, my opinion, out. He's out. They should take him out for the rest. Or, not, excuse me, they should take him out after the end of the season. He obviously can't get the job done with the talent he's been handed. I think that Cleveland should look for another uh Coach, and that brings us into one of another p- talking point. Coaches, obviously, the Cowboys are possibly looking for a new coach. Um, the Giants might be looking for a new coach, and like we said, Cleveland. Some guys have shown that not some guys from the college level. I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh. Um, is he? Could you think he could get pulled up to a team like Cleveland? I think it's a possibility. I think it's, you know, he has the experience. He went back down to college to, to Michigan to his uh to his roots. Mm-hmm. But he has what they need. You know, he's a great coach. He's a accomplished coach. Yep. He's compared to Freddie Kitchens. He is by far a hundred times better than Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> I can, I can agree with you there. I think Freddie Kitchen has done a, te- a terrible done job. Nothing. He's done nothing good for the team. Yep. Absolutely just terrible job at Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland definitely wants to forget the season. Definitely. They want to forget what they've done. Yep. What they've done, yeah. Um, some other big-name coaches out there. Chris Peterson uh, retired from the head coach job at Washington. Um, another big name, Mike McCarthy, hasn't uh, been out there um, after leaving the Packers. Where do you think a guy like Mike McCarthy or Chris Pearson goes also looking at, you know, the Cowboys or the Giants? Yeah, Mike McCarthy, another big name, another uh, great coach, played for or coached the Packers for a good amount of time. I see him definitely if Jason Garrett – He's on the hot seat right now, along with Ron Rivera and Yep. Uh, Another one that could be yeah. gone. You know, the Giants could 
be a possibility. Cowboys, uh, definitely for uh, Mike McCarthy. He's. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. And see. Uh, see how it goes. And then finally, I believe to end it, unless you have anything to add, we'll get into that. Um, college football and uh, more specifically college football playoffs. Some big games have happened, including probably the biggest game, the 15-ranked Auburn Tigers beat the 5th-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama is now officially out, um, cannot be in the college football playoffs. And, you know, it was it was tough. There was, you know, missed field goal, obviously some controversial stuff. But, I mean, overall, I believe that Auburn was the better team. And I think that that sets up. I know there's been a lot of talk about Nick Saban, you know, being done, the Nick Saban era being over. I don't think that is anywhere near being true because he's got plenty of great years ahead of him. But I mean, what does this tell you for what does this say about the college football playoffs coming up, David? It definitely says a lot in regards to the top four. You look at the Utah Utes with the big win over Colorado last week in rivalry week. You look at Baylor, who's had another uh they've had they've been having a great season. They have potential to beat Oklahoma in the championship game. But you know their their one loss has been to Oklahoma a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. I definitely see the winner of if not if not Utah, the winner of the Big Twelve championship game will go into the top four. It really depends on uh you know just all the of what happens with the other top three teams. Yep. Look at Georgia. You look at LSU. Um, I think Georgia would have to lose if Utah wants any chance to get into the top four. Georgia and Baylor, I see them. If they both lose and Utah wins by a good margin, I see Utah going in at my number four. And I see LSU number two. Ohio State, obviously, number one. I don't see them losing that game. Yep. And that's yeah, you're, all I have to say. You're uh, kind of bringing me into here. You're kind of bringing into what I was going to talk about. Um, your rankings on what you think. Obviously, there's still some big games that to happen. Um, but right now, what do you think your rankings are for the college football playoffs? Number one, number two, number three, number four seeds. How about for you? Because I have mine right here, so I'll let you go first with this. Oh, yeah, obviously, uh, I kind of just said this. But yep. Ohio State, number one. Yep. They've had a great season. Justin Fields and Justin those boys. Fields. Yeah, those boys have been pretty dominant, coming from a Purdue fan. But number two, I'm going to have to go with LSU, especially if they win yep. big in the championship game. Number three. My number number three team is going to be the Clemson Tigers. Okay. Clemson Tigers. Pretty obvious. They've had a great season. Great season. Trevor definitely get, Definitely going to win that game. Yep. Number four. I'm going to go with Utah. I think their team is solid all around. Great coaches. Great team overall. Definitely if... Uh, Baylor loses that game, and, you know, should be good to watch next week. Yep. Um, my rankings are are very similar to yours. I have Ohio State, number one, definitely been one of the best teams all season. And I have LSU, number two, again, like you said, LSU, uh, very solid team. Number three, like you said, Clemson. And then number four, I'm going a little bit different direction, Oklahoma. I think that... Oklahoma can find a way to they 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 were ranked in the last AP top twenty five poll they were ranked number six, um only behind Georgia, uh, Georgia and Utah but uh, besides LSU Ohio State and Clemson, and I think that Oklahoma can definitely make a push, and I think that 
it's it, it it might be tough, but I think that they're definitely ahead of Florida, Baylor, um, and uh, like Wisconsin or Auburn. I think they're definitely ahead of those teams. And I mean that's really all I gotta say. So my picks are Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Oklahoma. Um, a lot like yours. Um, and then this is the a new tradition that we might be starting with our podcast here. Uh, weekly Pick'em. This week we're going to be doing the conference championship games. Um, David touched on those a little bit and how important they are. David, you want to start us off with the champion, uh, conference championship games and who you have for your Pick'em this week. Wow. So I'm first I'm going to start off with this Saturday. It's going to start out with the Big Twelve Championship game. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Okay. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Uh, you know, pretty obvious there they've beaten Baylor before a couple weeks back. Jalen Hurts looking like a potential Heisman. Uh, Which we, we did touch on this. We did touch on this in podcast ago. Yep. Uh, go back and listen to that. But yeah, definitely uh, Oklahoma. Not much else to say. Moving on to the Pac-12 championship game, which will be on Friday on uh, ABC. Make sure to tune into that. That'll be Oregon versus Utah. It'll be a very, very good game, I feel. Both teams haven't played each other yet. Both teams have at one point been, well, right now they're top 10, both top 10. I say if Utah ends up winning, they Go to the top four. My pick is Utah. Okay. Um, obviously, some big games there. For the Big 12 championship game, I'm going to have to go with your Oklahoma. Like you said, they've beaten Baylor before. And I think that win could cement them to the the number four spot in the playoffs. Um, but if Baylor wins, I think that leaves the door wide open, like you said, the Pac-12 game. For a team like Utah... Uh, I think I think they can beat Oregon. I don't think Oregon is gonna be too tough for them, you know, whatsoever. Oregon is was ranked thirteenth to Utah's fifth. Obviously rankings don't matter when it comes down to one game, but still I think Utah has more talent overall and has a better uh team than Oregon. So I think I, I'll pick Utah there to win that game. Um Best guy go with Oklahoma. If, if Oklahoma beats Baylor, which I'm expecting them to, I think that completely closes the door for Utah. I think Oklahoma will get in. But if Baylor can pull off the upset against Jalen Hurts and those boys at Oklahoma, I think that Utah with a win against Oregon could take the number four spot in the playoffs. And... I'm not saying they'll go far. Obviously, they'd have their work cut out for them going against either Ohio State or LSU. Um, obviously, those are two top teams, but I I think that um, they could, with Oklahoma losing, if Oklahoma does lose, I think that Utah could make it. Powerful words from Mr. Jackson as he thinks that Baylor will make it. I I just don't believe it. But anyway, moving on to another big championship game, ACC championship game. Obviously, Virginia versus Clemson. Virginia coming off that great win against Virginia Tech last week. Uh, and also, we're going to... Uh, yeah, the big one. The, they'll have the momentum coming off that win. But, you know, Clemson, just a great overall team. Uh, I definitely have them in that game. Yep. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I got to go with Clemson again. Um, obviously, Virginia, you can't take a Virginia team for granted. But Clemson, I think they're too powerful. I think that win should be pretty easy for them. If Virginia does somehow pull off the upset, that'd be crazy. But I got to go with Clemson. All right. The last game we're going to touch on. Actually, no, no. I forget what I said. We have two more games we're going to talk about. We're going to talk okay. about the Big Ten championship game. Definitely. Ohio State, Wisconsin. 
in Indianapolis. I'm going to go with Ohio State and those boys to take it take it home and get earn the number one spot with that win. Uh, what do you think about that? I completely agree with you here. A win by Ohio State would definitely take them to the number one spot. Um, obviously, Wisconsin, they're not going to go down easy. They've had a solid team all year. You know, ranked 10th in the nation right now. Um, only two losses and a four-game win streak. Obviously, like I said earlier, none of that really matters when it comes down to one game. But I think that Ohio State has too much talent with Justin Fields, and I think that they'll be able to beat Wisconsin, and I think that it really shouldn't be close. I'm not going to say it's not going to be close, but I don't think that Wisconsin should ever really be in that game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, Taylor and Wisconsin – Definitely will put up a good fight, but obviously Ohio State has the upper hand. Definitely. Okay, going into the SEC championship game. Definitely a big one. Definitely a big one. It is Georgia versus LSU. This is probably one of the biggest games of the season for either team. Um, LSU definitely needs this win uh, to cement their spot. In the college football playoffs, they have Joe Burrow, who's done amazing things for them this year. My pick is LSU. Although Georgia's been, I mean, a great team all year, going back to the uh, rankings, the AP poll, Georgia was ranked fourth. Um, they they've just been so good so all 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 year, and. I I think this would be a I think this will be a good game, but I think LSU does come out on top. Definitely, I think I agree with you there. LSU, I have them in the win. I have now Georgia won't. Georgia won't. You know, LSU won't be able to to just tear up Georgia. Definitely it's, not. It's not. It's just not going to happen. Georgia has talent, but still, you look. LSU has beaten Alabama, who who was the number one, number one ranked, number one ranked team, yep. team, with Tua, with the potential number one draft pick, and Heisman winner, Tua, and they won, so that shows me that they're for real this year, and I think they could possibly take it all the way. I like I said, I agree with you there. Um, definitely some great matchups that could decide. Um, the playoffs, so definitely make sure to watch those. And I believe that's it for us today. Um, so for David and I, make sure to listen to our previous episodes. If you haven't, after the buzzer, check it out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure to check out after the buzzer. Subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do. Just make sure you're listening to what we got to say. Um, maybe leave a review, a comment, uh, something to let us know what we're doing right, wrong, what you like. Um, we'll listen to you guys and then we will see you next time on after the buzzer.